When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome into the Starcastic Remarks studios. My name is Ryan. I am the host of Starcastic Remarks. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we want to say thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring us and also the entire network. Please make sure you go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them, and uh, that lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it if uh, you guys would go and do that. And uh, as you can see, I am in my car. I'm on the way home back to West Texas, but I stopped to talk to you guys and to talk to Chris about this fantastic game today. Um, I, I didn't like the end, but, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, what it is. So anyways, uh, wh- wh- what did you think of uh, today's game, Chris? Was it awesome? Was it good? Things it was, to complain it was about. awesome, good, any adjective that is affirmative towards the good side. Yes. So uh, what was the most positive thing that you could take out of today's game? Uh, well, the, the response from the Stars following the first period was the big one. Because I didn't think that they came out flat necessarily. Like, they do a lot of times in these matinees. But the Wild were just the better team. Like, they were faster. They were harder on the forecheck. They had the majority of the shots, the majority of the chances. They had a couple power plays, too. We were on our heels in the first period. And then just the one power play turns into two power play goals, just completely flips the game around. And until the final 10 minutes of the game, we thought that was the story. So, Right. Um, Obviously, I think the biggest story coming out of today's game is obviously the back-to-back hat tricks by Mr. Jason Robertson. That's got to be the, the biggest thing. First player in Dallas Stars okay. history since Bill Golds- Goldsworthy in 1971 and the first person in NHL since Alexander Ovechkin to get hat tricks in back-to-back games. That's so, a pretty good comparison and good company to be in uh, named with if you're Jason Robertson. So what do we call it if he gets a hat trick next game too? Is it a hat a hat, hat trick, hat- trick? Or a hat trick, hat trick. A hat trick, hat trick is what I would call it. Or nah. well, you can't call it a, a double hat trick, trick. That's way better. You call it a triple hat trick? I don't know. Whatever. Hat trick Doesn't matter. Moved. Doesn't matter. But, um, anyways, uh, well, I was gonna share some stats with you guys just to back it up, but it looks like the NHL app is kind of screwy. So, whatever. We'll just go with uh with what we got first off with the uh, goal summary. Um, in the first 10 minutes of the game, I thought it was very back and forth. And the uh, the Stars were doing okay. 
they were they were definitely playing a defensive road game, mm-hmm. and uh, you could tell that they were completely, uh, you know, embracing the road game in today's game. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I thought I thought it was okay with the, the way that they handled it. I mean, you could tell that Minnesota came out stronger, but we weren't doing a bad job of like handling it, I guess. Which on the road is a fine thing to do, and. Going into the locker room, we would have been one nothing, which would have been fine by us. But I'm, I'm again, I'm getting ahead of us, so sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. Um, I honestly thought that throughout the first period that it was a little bit more even. Yes, we were playing more in our own zone, but the stars were taking advantage of their opportunities. They they did have some good opportunities, but uh, we just fully didn't see that uh in the first period like we did in the first 10 minutes of the second period, which I guess I'm getting ahead of myself now too, Chris. So too anyways, talk uh, about. Fir- <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Uh, uh, the first goal in today's game actually came off with the stick of Nico Sturm. He gets his ninth of the year from uh, Nick Bustag and Duhamey. I think that's how you say his name. Duhame. Duhame no maybe? idea. Go for Whatever. It. He gets the first goal of the game. And uh, it, it was a it was kind of a broken play a little bit, but it was a bad turnover uh, by mm-hmm. Robertson there. But uh, it would be uh, one nothing Minnesota with uh, Nico Stern putting them putting the wild up early. Yeah, it was a really bad turnover. I thought it was by Sagan, though. I thought Sagan made that. Maybe turnover. it was Sagan. Oh, no, there was another there was another turnover by Robertson. I'm thinking of. So, yeah, yeah. you're correct. But that first one it was, was by, by Sagan. And yeah. I texted in in, in our – we got a family group chat when we watch hockey games, of course. Everybody knows. But <laughs> I texted in that group chat. It looked like Sagan forgot how to play hockey because that was just terrible. Like, he gave away the puck, he tripped the guy, and then he just didn't skate. It was so confusing. So, bad turnover, and it was a fine shot. I mean, there's nothing really Otter can do about that one. And then uh, just about – towards the end of the period, and this is probably the most uh, weirdest goal that I think I've ever seen uh, by the Stars this season, but it was technically Joel Pavelski's goal. Uh, he gets his 22nd of the year from Sagan and Suter, and it would be a power play goal. So the Stars are up on the power play, which is something we've been complaining about, but very early on in that power play, they take advantage of it, and they tie the game one-to-one going into uh, the first intermission. Critical of, not complaining about. <laughs> but but yeah, that was a stupid play. I don't know what was going on there. But what a play by Joe, though. I mean, he just swats it out of midair just directly on net. Like, what? <laughs> but everything other than that was just complete chaos. Oh, and not to mention, I, I love the uh, the interaction between Sagan and uh, Darren Pang. Oh, that was uh, so while fun. they're reviewing the goal, that was so much fun. And, you know, it, it, this goes back to one of my things that I've been thinking about this whole season with we have two new broadcast teams with TNT and ESPN. I think TNT is by far better than ESPN, by the oh, way. Yeah. I, I mean, I, just hands down. So much better. I love it every time we're on TNT. I mean, I obviously I like Josh and Razor more, but the little right, side yeah. things that they add on TNT is super fun. And I know a lot of people don't like the don't like the intermission commentary, but it's it's cool having uh, some aggressive personalities on that desk. It's not really normal for hockey, I don't think. <laughs> Biz and Anson Carter, definitely for sure. Yeah, so, <laughs> I gotta love it. Gotta love those two guys. But uh, it it let, let me jump into the uh, controversy of this goal because it it was a little bit controversial. But if you call it by the book, uh, this was a good goal. Um, th- yeah. did you agree with the assessment? Uh, I mean, as a Stars fan, did you agree with the star the assessment? 
yeah, I mean, he was obviously pushed in. Like, there's there's no other way you could argue that. I was surprised that they challenged it. And the thing I was more upset about was, like, how long the refs gave them before they decided if they wanted to challenge it or not. Like, that was yeah. super annoying. Like, they gave them, like, a full, like, five minutes, it felt like. Uh, and and that would and they could have just said oh never mind and it wouldn't have cost them anything so that that's something that I think that like baseball does that really well like you have a certain amount of time you have to challenge it like you can't waste the time of the game and slow the pace of play down you have to either challenge it now or forget about it and that's something I think hockey needs to standardize more because I've seen times where they don't give us a lot of time to look it over before we decide to challenge it and then there's situations like this where they get a bunch of time to figure it out. So I think some, that needs to be standardized a little bit better. But a little I agree with you, but I think this worked in the advantage of the stars in this case. It did. It gave actually, them more yeah. chance <laughs> to look at it. And they're like, eh, I don't know. Um, but I mean, that that's completely not at, on Dean Evanson, the Minnesota head coach. Uh, that's completely on whoever the video coach is for the Minnesota Wild. True. He, I mean, yeah. you have to you have to look at that a lot closer than that and realize, Hey, this is, this is a good goal. No, this is a bad goal, whatever. And it, they talked about that in the TNT broadcast in the first intermission. It's just like, I mean, you, you gotta be able to make those calls. And I mean, just, it just seemed really obvious yeah. to me and, at least. And in a one-to-one game, like when your team is especially bad on power plays as of recently, like that's a really stupid decision in my opinion. Like you, they, you heard the stats, they had less than like, 50% success rate on the power play or on the penalty kill. Sorry. Penalty kill. Yeah, I was about to say so that. why would they risk going on it again? Like that's a terrible decision. And it obviously cost them pretty much the game. Right. And it was, uh, yes, it was the video coach, but uh, again, it, a little bit does go on Dean Evanson on this. Cause you, yeah. you got it. You got it. I mean, exactly like you pointed out, you got to think and say that, uh, you know, Dean Evanson, you know, probably shouldn't have made that call if he wasn't sure about it. And, and I'll pull up Alex's comment here in a second because that's a that's that's interesting. I did not know that. And then, um, you know, it's also on on the uh, video coach as well. So let me go ahead and pull this up because this is uh, Alex. Uh, thank you, Alex, for pointing this out because this lets us know some good information. Breaking good news. Information. Breaking news in the chats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex saying the post game came out and said the video coach did not want to challenge. And so that's this is one hundred percent on Dean Evanson. That's insane case. if that's true. Like I have no reason to think you're lying, Alex. But oh my gosh, that would be insane. Right, and this was honestly the turning point in the game for the Stars and for yeah. the Wild, for that matter. And if it comes from a guy game. going against the person who has the best view, like what are you doing? That's so stupid. Yeah. Right, um, and that because of the goal and because the coach's challenge was incorrect. Um, if you lo- if that happens, then you are immediately assessed a two minute minor penalty for delay a game. It's a bench minor. By so the, the way, stars- real quick, that's a great rule. What an amazing rule! Whoever thought of that <laughs> is a genius. Well, well, we love it in today's game. Maybe no, not I love it always. Like because for baseball, <laughs> you just challenge and nothing happens. Or in football, you challenge. Oh, you lose a timeout. There's a whole power play. That's such a it's such a good rule. I I liked it as soon as it was implemented. But move along. I especially like it today. <laughs> right, especially like it today. Um, but off of that power play, Jason Robertson would get his first of the game. Another power play goal from Klingberg and Ben. And it, it was just a simple shot. It was a simple shot from the point. Jason Robertson was hungrier than uh, the Minnesota Wild defense, and he puts it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talked about this uh, after he was pulled, but 
it was a bad rebound, really, is what it was. I mean, it hit him in the chest and it just came right in front of him. It's that you got to hold on to those if you're going to be an elite goalie. And uh, as of late, Kakinen, who is the starting goaltender for tonight, who the stars chased out of the net, has actually been the better of the two goaltenders as of late. And uh, over Cam Talbot, which is that's not good if you're uh, the Minnesota Wild, especially if you're considering going for a playoff spot and you know, especially uh, running for it, gunning for Look, it. So looks like they're considering choking and not getting one. So, <laughs> well, it's it, it's still there's still enough time. There's still about a little less than a third of the season remaining for both of these teams. So, I, I I still think they have a chance to turn it around. But but the Stars have definitely taken advantage of the fact that while they've gotten hot, the other two teams in uh, Nashville and Minnesota have really gotten sucky over the past. You know two weeks or so so that's and really St. Louis, important. honestly i mean st louis is sitting there at 71 points we are well within striking distance of them so we're only three points behind now we we were talking about sell 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 like three weeks ago and all of a sudden we're like oh we can just get second in the conference that'd be fine or the division <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, we it, could I, get second in the conference calgary's only up there at 73 <laughs> right you're right um but does this anything change for Jim Nell? Do you think that his mind has been changed based off of the play of, re- of recent? Do you think he was in a, a seller mindset? Do you think he was in a buyer's mindset? Doesn't matter what what's going on, I'm going to buy? What do you think? I, th- I think he had like an, a point number in his head of how many be- behind uh, out of a playoff spot we were. And if we're below that, we're selling. And if we're above it, we're we're sitting. And I think, at least right now, we're well above that. Now we've got a tough schedule, so it's gonna it's gonna take some good play before the uh, before the trade deadline too. But I, I think this pretty much cements we're not gonna be we're not gonna be sellers this year, as long as nothing drastic happens on this upcoming road trip. Right. Um, do we buy? Uh, if if you can, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure exactly what you could get, and honestly, I'm not really sure like what the stars exactly need, like. We have guys who are supposed to be our secondary goal scorers. So I guess that's what you're looking for most likely. But I don't know really what you could get and where you would slot them if you got them. So mm. it's true. That's a good point. There, there's not like a glaring hole, if that makes any sense. Exactly. Uh, there, there's guys who are underperforming where we, we would expect them to be. But there's, especially with the uh, the lineup the way it is, especially the forwards, the forward groups. And the forward lines, they've really kind of cemented themselves over the past, again, month or so, where you've got obviously the top line. That, that's been the top line for a year and a half now. The Ben and Sagan with Gary Onoff has been a pretty decent second line scoring line over the past, especially three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got that third line and fourth line. I guess they're interchangeable. You could call them third or fourth line, whatever. But that third line of, uh, of uh, Radulov, Peterson and Kiwi has been pretty good. They've gotten some scoring chances. Would like to see them put a little more away, but they haven't. But that's okay. They're 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 positive going the other way, getting scoring chances. And then that Fox uh, Glendening line, who and then whoever's that third person on that line. Most of the time, it's been Raffle. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been good, you know, shutting down the other team's top line. So, I, I mean, you kind of want more goals because that's what the team really needs at this point because the defense is doing pretty good and goaltending has been excellent uh, from both uh, Ottinger and Holby. But, I, I mean, maybe that's the right thing is just to stand pat. And you know what? I was complaining about the fact that I didn't want to see us stand pat you know, two weeks ago. 
Well, it's amazing all, how how quickly hockey changes. You also got to think like, what what can we actually do? Like, do we have the money for anything? No, not really. Definitely right so now. you don't have the space. You don't have the money. So it's, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So, anyways, uh, that puts the stars going back to the goal summary. That puts the stars up two to one, uh, due to two power play goals, basically back to back. And then, uh, you know, taking the momentum from those two power play goals, Riley Tufty finally gets to play in front of the Minnesota crowd, and he gets his first NHL goal from Klingberg and Glenn Denning. And it was again, it was very similar to the Jason Robertson goal, where it's basically mm-hmm. you just you know drive by in front. Oh, there's the puck in the back of the net. And it was a rebound. Yep, off another rebound. And it was a hungry play, too. I mean, he was all it over was the puck. He was making sure that it got in the back of the net. So awesome to see him score that. And he was so happy. It was so cool. And uh, it, it was very nice to see him uh, get that opportunity to play in front of his hometown crowd. And same thing with Ottinger. Ottinger was playing in front of his hometown crowd as well. So uh, two Minnesota boys being uh, especially big in today's game. Can you imagine if Tufty got benched again? <laughs> there would have been riots. That would have been, been hilarious. I would have been so mad. But um, but because Bonus gave Tufty the opportunity to play in today's game, uh, Peterson was a healthy scratch today, I believe. Correct. Is that correct? Yes. That is correct. Okay. So uh, Peterson was a healthy scratch today, which I fully expect him to be back in the lineup on, uh, on Tuesday. But uh, – it, was there anything else that you saw from Riley Tufty's play tonight that you really liked or just the fact that he got the goal today? I mean, I've liked the way he's played in general the past few times he's been in. He's been using his size, which is something we don't have a lot of on our team. So him and Harley being in, I feel like, has really addressed an issue that a lot of people weren't thinking about in the size department. So I've really appreciated his physical play. And he's been he's really been using that body. because, And typically that wasn't what he was when he was uh, – Growing up uh, in the, you know, in the Canadian minors, uh, junior minors or whatever they call them, uh, the junior leagues, he was mostly known as a goal scorer, you know, a point getter kind of person. And it looks like he's finally using his size to his advantage. And hopefully that continues for him because that's how he's going to get in the stars lineup at this point. Hey, guys, this is Ryan here. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the link. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, About... Six-ish, seven minutes later, Jason Robertson would get his second of the game, his 28th of the season from, uh, oh, my have Henson Pavelski. Henson Pavelski, and that would be a goal that I thought uh, should have never gone in. I yeah, even everybody that in the that. group chat. Yeah. yeah, 
everybody in the world thought that shouldn't have gone in because it definitely should have. Even the goalie knew it shouldn't have gone in. <laughs> and as soon as that went past, you knew that the goaltender was going to get pulled immediately. So, But again, it was a good play by Rope Hintz. He just got just enough of a screen to not allow Kakinen to see it. Yeah, it was a fine shot, but not one that an NHL goaltender should let go in ever. So, Agreed. And uh, after that fourth goal for the Dallas Stars, that would be their fourth goal in uh, in a row. And we would say goodbye to Capo Kako, or Capo Kakinen, excuse me. Uh, he plays for the Rangers, Capo Kako. And uh, in comes Cam Talbot, which I when I saw his stats, I was like, youch. That's kind of bad. That was a youch. But anyways, um, nothing would really happen in the second half of the second period. And the Stars at that point, I think, went full turtle mode. And uh, started playing aggressive defense. Yeah. And well, the Wild kind of stopped playing, too. I mean, you, you could tell that their balloon was totally deflated until the third period, which we'll get to. But we, we locked it down well, too, I think. So they didn't really get much chances for that 20 minutes between these next or between Robertson's goal and the goalie being pulled. They didn't really get any great chances. It was just kind of like, yeah they're skating so <laughs> <laughs> but anyways uh, let's get into this third period because in the third period there really is not much to talk about which i guess if you're the dallas stars on the road is a very good thing well in the first half of the third period there's not much to talk about right <laughs> well i would say the first three quarters of the of the third period I, uh, I mean, but, i'll talk about the the third quarter i guess because they it. pulled their goalie at 10 minutes and we it, missed it was the, more like eight minutes. It was more like eight minutes. Whatever. They pulled our goalie really early. <laughs> and we missed the net, the wide open empty net, five times. Like literally five times. Like from neutral zone. Not even I'm not even counting the ones that were from our own end. Mm-hmm. That's egregious. Like and three of them were before the first goal. Like we could have just iced it and just been done. And we could have been having the podcast a full 30 minutes earlier. But no. Yep. Stars have to make everything exciting. So annoying. Uh, I wouldn't say exciting. I would say stressful. But whatever. Uh, but anyways, so is that something that they should start practicing? <laughs> yes. Well, we, <laughs> they talked we, about we, that in the TNT broadcast, but I think they were being serious at the same time. The, well, the first the first game we played against the Wild, the same thing happened, you'll remember. Right. So we scored a touchdown, and then the wild pulled their goalie with even more time than this. It was over 10 minutes. The first time that they did this to us and they scored three goals on us. I think it was either two or three. I think it was two. So yeah, I don't know what, I mean, I know they're good six on five and they do it a lot, but we're also terrible six on five and we had been better at it recently. Remember at the beginning of the season, we talked about that a lot because we had blown like three or four leads whenever the other team was had the extra attacker, but hopefully this isn't, us getting back to that hopefully it was just unfortunate but you got to think that you got to focus up a little bit and make sure you finish the game before you start lollygagging around the ice and i don't even think it's necessarily lollygagging it's just the fact that that's how bonus wants them to play in the in the final period especially if they have a three goal lead like that well he doesn't want them to miss empty nets that's what i'm saying just like just in that specific moment just pay more attention and make sure you get it into the net because every guy if they're on the ice alone is going to get every single one of the pucks from the neutral zone into the net it's not hard well and i think the word i'm thinking of is panicked they were panicking so when they when they were getting those empty net chances they were panicking and just oh just get down just get down just get down 
and then you know they just continue to miss it. So uh, hopefully they have some practice tomorrow, wherever that may be, if they even practice, and uh, get some more uh, chances at the open net. Yeah, but anyway, the third period that was supposed to be boring turns into Duke two goals for Kirill Kaprizov. Love that. You know he's our favorite player on the Wild, and then. So, so that gives the Wild a one-goal deficit with two minutes to play. Like, that's that's legit. Like, you could totally score there, especially when you just did it twice to us. Uh-huh. So l- luckily, Ben takes it and just heaves a full Hail Mary all the way across the ice and makes it. He, do- I feel like he's done that, like, multiple times, like at least five. He's just like, guys, let me do this. <laughs> yeah. So I was very happy that he kind of cooled it down real quick, but... That was so scary. I really thought we were about to blow that lead at the end there. I thought we were too. And I, I even felt worse because I was watching the uh, YouTube watch along on uh, the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. And they were they were watching the uh, the Minnesota Wild game. But there were two guys that were Minnesota Wild fans watching it. And, you know, before the third period got started, I was just in there just bantering with them through the chat. And, I was, and they were like, what, are the, what does the Wild need to do to to win this game? And they were both like, oh, we're not going to win this game, and there's not a chance. I'd just be happy if we outscore them in the third period. And I was just like, uh, and I said, you know, hold on, guys, because the Stars are known for blowing leads like this, six on five in the last little bit, and they like to turtle. So this game is not over yet, even though it's a three-goal lead. And I thought about that when it became four to three, and I was just like, oh, crap, I totally just jinxed my own team. And <laughs> Thank goodness Jamie Ben did that. So, yeah. and then anyways, to finish up the goal summary, Jason Robertson with, with his 29th year, he gets the empty netter from Hintz. Back-to-back M, uh, hat trick games for Jason Robertson. And the rest is history. Stars win the game tonight by a final score of 6-3. to three. Wow. And, and that guy is just so good. Like, he literally had 23 goals two games ago and he was like, and now he's should hit 40 goals for the year easily now. And like, he's got 50 in his sight. Like he can get it if he pushes. So that's crazy. How is he scoring three goals goals? a game? Maybe, but I mean, he's doing it right now. So (laughs) I don't, I don't think he makes 50, uh, 30. Obviously he will make it 35. I think is a possibility 40. He better get 40. I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll make 40, but we'll see. We'll see. He's getting 40. No doubt in my mind. No doubt in Chris's mind. Uh, chat, let us know who's right. It's is me. Robertson going to get to 40? I don't think so. Chris does. But right. we'll, we'll see what you guys think, and then we'll look at that here towards the end. I got the stats pulled up. Go it, for it. It was being weird for me, too. But anyway, Stars have 26 shots on goal. Minnesota has 35. The shots on goal in the final period were crazy. I'm going to try and pull those up to uh, keep on reading these. But the faceoff percentage for the Stars, 61 to 39. Great faceoff night for us. Pretty much all the way across the board. That was really good. The Stars are technically 2 for 3, but that's with the four-second power play. They're really 2 for 2. Minnesota 0 for 4. Great special teams night for the Stars on both ends. Even the penalty kill, like, we didn't give up much great chances either. Like, last game when Holtby was in, there was a lot of good chances still. We were pretty locked down solid on the on the P, on the PK. Uh, hits are tied at twenty three. Sure, blocks are seventeen to eight in favor of the Stars. Sure, giveaways are six to four. Minnesota had six. Sure, whatever. But 
Yep. I didn't get that pulled up for the third period. So Ryan, you talk about something real quick. <laughs> yeah. Th- this app is just so glitchy. Like seriously. it's No, glitchy. it's the NHL's thing is being glitchy. Cause I'm on like the desktop website and it's being glitchy too. So. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I've got both. I've got like my iPad up on the, the, Okay, I got it. I've got the app or whatever, too. Minnesota had 15 shots on goal in the third period. The Stars had four. (laughs) So, yeah. We turtled a little bit. I would love to see the shot differential for the Dallas Stars compared to their opponents when they're up by a goal or more. Yeah, In all third third periods and just see how crazy it is. It's got to be something like 1,000 to like 50 or something like that. Something stupid like that. But I wouldn't doubt it. Anyways, um, I do want to talk about a, a couple of players here tonight. Um, we talked about Robo a little bit. Uh, we talked about uh, Tufty a little bit. Congratulations to him with his first career goal. Uh, I'm sure fans will be screaming for thighs on Twitter, but that probably won't happen. But uh, the other player I do want to mention tonight in tonight's game is uh, Jay Gottinger, obviously. We, we, we got to keep talking about the guy because – even though he uh, he wasn't asked to be a workhorse tonight or, like, huge tonight, he still made a lot of good saves, and the Stars played really, really good defensively in front of him tonight. He made some huge timely saves, too, though, especially in the first period. There were some gigantic saves by Otter that really kept us in it. And then the second period, between our three goals, they had a couple chances that were really big saves for Otter. So he really hasn't slowed down from that one from the games that he was stealing earlier, he's playing the same great kind of hockey. And he's just, he's obviously our starting goalie now. Like it's just no doubt. And we mentioned it in that game. Like, okay, it was a great showing by Otter, but now he has to show that in the long haul, this is what he can do. And he's definitely proved it. I mean, game in game out. He's the guy. He is numero uno. And then you've got a really good goaltender and uh Braden Holby, who played a fantastic game last game as well. So, that's one thing that the Stars are not worried about right now is goaltending. I'd love yeah. to see that because especially after the whole Niemi and Lettinen, you know, experiment failed several years ago, uh, it Nil has done a better job in making sure that the Stars had two really good goaltenders to make sure that that position is solidified because goaltending in any sport is arguably the most important position. Mm-hmm. But yeah, especially in hockey, like there was a tweet by uh, by Bruce on Twitter. He said 50 uh, percent of hockey is goaltending unless it's bad goaltending. Then it's 100 percent. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely the most important. Honestly, like for the team, like they say, the quarterback is the most important position in sports. But, like for the specific team, goaltender has got to be the most even more important because you can be a goalie and take your team all the way to the cup. And you, we've seen it multiple like Dominic Hasek. He did that multiple times. He was the only player that was good on Buffalo whenever the Stars beat them in 99. So, yeah, goals ending is so important, and he's doing it so well. And I love seeing him get aggressive whenever guys were getting up in his grill towards the third period. I mm-hmm. love seeing that fire from him. He needs to he needs to own that. He needs to protect himself, too, because he got he got chased down a little bit in, in this game. A couple slew foots and garbage like that. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention that as well. I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of hacked me off a little bit. There were a couple of plays that I was like, oh, he happened to just hit Ottinger as he ran into the post as well. and Or he just didn't give himself enough room to get around the net or whatever, and he just happened to run into Ottinger. And uh, I, I would like the Stars to really, really, you know, knock some heads when that happens in front of Ottinger. Because if Ottinger gets hurt, 
because of something like this, because a player goes goalie bowling or whatever, we're in a lot of trouble. I mean, I love Holby, but Otter is the guy. He, he, he is the guy at this point. He will lead us into the playoffs, and he will be the workhorse. He will get the majority of the starts in the playoffs. So, I, I mean, we, we can't let – we cannot let uh, opposing forwards do that to our goaltenders. Yep, agreed. You, you got anything else, Ryan? I'm good. Um, we talked about power play a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, we already talked about power play. That was good, especially from it being so bad recently. But that also might just be because Minnesota's penalty kill has been awful too. So mm-hmm. we'll see. So two bits, of, two bits of news that I wanted to point out before we close it off because we are going to close it off a little earlier tonight than we did on the last one because the last one we were like 45, almost 50 minutes. So – Anyway, the first one is our uh, fourth-round pick for the Dallas Stars back in 2020. Antonio Stranges signed his entry-level deal. He's been tearing up the OHL right now for his uh, junior team, so that's a really good thing to see. And he's a fourth-round pick, and he's really well-known for his skating. His skating is excellent, so we'll see if uh, he he can make his way up onto the Stars roster here in the next couple of years or so. And then uh, the second thing I wanted to mention was the fact that the Dallas Stars have actually initiated their own Hall of Fame and just for their team. So we've we've been uh, over the past couple of years, especially we've been, we've been retiring a lot of numbers. You know, Mike Madano, Yari Letnin, and then Sergei Zuboff most recently. But there's also a lot of players within the organization that deserve to be recognized for what they did for this franchise. And uh, one of those players that I actually thought uh, deserved. And I really hope he does get into the the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame. Is Steve Ott, the other Otter? So I would love to see him in the uh, the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame. But just real got, quick, and then we'll we'll close it up. Yeah, if you got two, I got, you got two. two players. Yeah, okay, I got go Marty Turco for one. Oh he's, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. He's the be. head of the Dallas Stars Foundation right now too, so that's really cool. He's really staying around the community. And then uh, Brendan Morrow is the next one. Obviously him too. Yep. So uh, three guys who I would love to see in the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame. but And Hatcher uh, should have his number retired. Hatcher to the rafters. Uh, yep. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. We're doing it. Did he have the same impact as, you know, Madonna and Letnin and Zuboff? Yes. I don't know. Best don't captain know. in hockey history. No doubt. <laughs> Hatcher to the rafters. He did break Jeremy Roenick's jaw, so I did appreciate that about him. Exactly. So. Anyways, uh, y'all let us know in the chat uh, tonight uh, what you guys think of Dallas Stars players that should be in the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame. And let, let us know uh, what you guys think and who should be in it. We'll check it out here later. And, uh, you know, we may mention it on the next podcast as we uh, start it off. So, anyways, guys, we're going to close it out here tonight. I got to get home. I got another four or five hour drive to go. Anyways, along with Chris, I'm Ryan. This has been Starcaster Marks. This has been the after game review for game number 55 against the Minnesota Wild. The Stars have tied the Minnesota Wild for third in the Central, although they're still in the first wild card spot because they've played technicalities. more games. Technicalities. But anyways, we've tied them. That's very important. It's very good. But anyways, uh, we're going to call it a night here tonight. Go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use the DraftKings app for a special little offer from them. 
And uh, that lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. We'd appreciate that. We will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you all have a good, fantastic evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this episode. GG, boys. Mom said I'm right. Ha ha. Mom doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh. <gasps> I'm going to get in trouble. I'm gonna, I better close it off now before I get in trouble. <laughs>